This episode of Sorry Right Number is sponsored by Yummy Yeti. That's Y-U-M-M-I-Y-E-T-T-I. If you're a snack fiend and you love snacks, check out YummyYeti.com. Snack locally. Damon and I'm Audra. We are sorry, right number. Uh, today is we're. If you hear any background noise, it's a little different. Is we're outside today. Generally, when we do this podcast, it's at night and it's late. Well, yeah, because you know we're both creatures of the night. Yes, and we usually have a couple drinks or you know half in the bag. Audra's usually half in the bag by then. Yep. <laughs> so. Um, but today it's nice out. It's just it's. I have something to do later. It's today. still daylight. So yeah, it's very it's, different. It's early evening. So if you hear birds in the background, yeah, there's gonna be crows. So it's, that's why it sounds a little different than than normal. And the neighbor's dog. And the neighbor's dog. But today's episode is uh, season two, episode seventeen. Mm-hmm. February fifth, nineteen eighty-six. The Shrine. Shrine. All right. Um, I'll read a quick synopsis and then we'll get into it. Cecilia Matthews has turned her daughter Christine's bedroom into a shrine. But Christine didn't die. She merely suffered a nervous breakdown, has recovered, and is coming for a visit. But there's a new tenant. All right. So... This is pretty. This story is pretty cut and dry. It's exactly that. A lot of times we read these IMDb uh, synopsis. They're kind of in the ballpark yeah. of what actually went on. But this was pretty, pretty straightforward. And she had a nervous breakdown, and she left. She left for like six years. Six years because everybody, like every, you've been gone for six years. I've been gone for six years. Oh, what have you been gone for six years? The whole three characters, you know. Yeah. Even the even the other, you know, all every character says it yeah (laughs) you've been gone for six years yeah and it is a long time to be gone for a nervous breakdown i was like how bad was this nervous breakdown you know when i was inferring and as a writer what i would have written is because she actually had a breakup with a, a her husband too yeah so nervous breakdown breakup with husband probably um falling out with family you take off for you know and then maybe six years later you try to like you know, get back with yeah, but on that, good graces that just seems like a family. long time. It does, but six years. I mean, I mean six Christmases, six. Holidays. We don't hate our family that much. I think, I think we never hated our family enough. For I that. have some. 
Let, well, no, <laughs> I'm talking about, yeah, but your mother. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, nobody's parents are perfect. So, <laughs> but, but, you know, but I'm just saying. So, she, she's gone for six years. She comes back. Um, she's here to see her mom, kind of reconnect. And uh, <coughs> her room is lo- blocked off and her mom kind of doesn't want her to go in there. And she's kind of like, oh, I just use it for storage. And it's just, you know. And uh, one, the mom, the daughter, uh, later in that evening, her first night back, she's going to the, going to take a shower and she hears her mom talking to what sounds like a little girl in that room. And she's like, I thought I heard voices. She's talked to her later about it. I thought I heard voices. She's like, oh, and I had the radio on. And, and her mom's really kind of timid, meek, kind of not the smartest, you know, mm-hmm. very. It almost seems like she's in a daze half, yeah. the, half the show. She's, yeah, very medicated. Yeah, yeah. Very, so Very Stepford wifey. Yeah, so she's just like, you know, whatever. And so the very next day, uh, one of one of her names, what, Christine? Yeah. One of her childhood friends comes by the house. She's delivering, dropping off some stuff to her mom and she sees her there oh my god so they're talking and and uh the mom uh excuses herself and uh her friend uh what was her friend's name i can't remember but she's like tony i think she's like your mom's kooky yeah yeah (laughs) she's just you know she's just really low and she'll have the light on in your your old bedroom because i guess her bedroom and her friend Oh, they're not, yeah, they live next they door. They live next door, and this girl had moved, this woman has moved back in with her parents, and so she can see that uh, Christine's bedroom light is on at night, and it's because mm-hmm. the mom goes in there every night to hang out with this uh, entity, I'll say, that is basically filling the void that her daughter... Well, she's, basically, she's an incarnation of her daughter as a little girl. Yeah. And uh, Christine's thing was that I guess her mom always wanted her to be perfect because she looks, she deems herself as a disappointment mm-hmm. because her brother comes over and they kind of talk about it, get a little backstory on. Uh, he thinks mom is kooky too. Though. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and but she was like, oh, I was never good enough. I, I, I'm not married and I never had kids. I don't own a house and. Yeah, I'm just, I, I know I, I'm I can disapp- kind of understand her point of view. <laughs> I'm just yeah. a disappointment. And uh, he's like, oh, you're just being silly. Mom's just a little kooky. And come to find out, fast forward. It's but kinda, she hears three blind mice. Yeah, she yeah. hears her mom singing. Yeah. And then she finally, oh, a couple times she goes into the room when yeah, her mom's not like around and looking she for she left it. Yeah, and then finally she, she peeks through the window, through the door, because the door was ajar, and she sees her mom sitting on the bed singing to this girl and she tells the girl, oh, I love you so much. And she hugs her and then she's like, she doesn't confront her. She just, she was knitting. So she does do her knitting in that yeah, room. She, she wasn't lying. Yeah. And, uh, so she waits till the next day, goes in there and demands that this girl comes out of hiding. And the girl just appears. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was weird. What was weird is that she, I mean, she, she had to it. know it was an entity because the girl just appears out of nowhere. Right. And then disappears at will. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that doesn't like jar her enough. She's still trying to talk like it's some girl that just showed up in the room. Or like her mom just adopted a, a, a fairy child that just, yeah, just yeah. teleports, you know? So it was like, just like, I was like, oh, come on. You know, do a little she back loses and forth. her shit though very She like, was real aggro with this girl right out the gate. Hey, yeah. 
I was like, why are you so... I, I remember watching it going like, calm down. Yeah. She's like yelling, you gotta leave. You gotta get out of here. And I was like, just relax. I mean... That was the closest point of her of a normal acknowledgement yeah. though, that I found. It was like early on when she was like trying to like almost rival the child. Well, that's exactly what it was like. Almost <coughs> childhood like, almost mm -hmm. childlike. Mm -hmm. uh, like when she was like trying to talk over the girl when she was talking, and she started smashing stuff in the room. Yes. And I guess she had a lot of accomplishments, a lot of awards, and she's like, "I'm more than awards and this and that." I'm not just a ribbon to you. Yeah, it was like, some of it was like, "Come on, stop with your boohoo bullshit." Just get out of it. You know, I, what's crazy about this episode, I didn't hate this episode. I wrote reasonable on my Yeah, I, I, again, not horror, but I really take umbrage with the show because it's supposed to be Tales from the Dark Side. There's not a lot of dark side. Well, the dark side, see, this could be a good premise mm -hmm. if done right. And I don't think they did it right. And I don't think it's a 20-minute format story. No, there's a lot to go on. There's a lot to chew on here to uh, yeah. squeeze into 22 but, minutes. Yeah. You know, like a, an hour show, which would have been about 44 to 46 minutes. Mm -hmm. Or if it was a Netflix show, an actual hour. Or, and I, yeah. <laughs> like, you could do this and do it right and make it dark. Oh, yeah. And make that ghost entity or demon entity or whatever it is, you know, fuck with her. You know, but even in the 22 minutes format, I think there would have there would have been a better way to execute it. I think, but the acting wasn't terrible. It was exaggerated it was just, overacting, like any, oh, absolutely. You know, all, like, well, the 80s was about overacting too. Mm, yes, and yeah. Well, well, so what ends up happening is she finally confronts the girl with the mother. She's. Going to her mom went up to go to bed, and then she went up there, heard them singing barges in, and when her when the girl is there with the mom, the mom is kind of like the little girl, the the Christine uh, substitute, I guess. She's kind of in this trance-like state. She can't really hear or see anything other than this girl, and the girl's like, "I'm not gonna let her go. This is you know we're gonna you know I'm, she loves me, not you." and you left, so kind of fuck you type of a thing. And so the mom, or so the Christine is like, she finally tells her mom she needs her. And that like snaps her mom out of her haze. And then they touch hands and the little girl screams, which does something to the mom. And then the mom like faints or passes out. And then the daughter kind of shakes her awake and the little girl fades away into wherever she came from and then um her and the mom are gonna i guess reconnect yeah that's truly. the implication that because she didn't there's die nothing stronger than a mother and daughter's love yeah because at first it made you think she died but then the mom came, came back. back yeah and then they hugged and a very special tells from the dark side <laughs> so that's was, why but it's reasonable because i it, it's one that the premise isn't totally just trite mm-hmm it, yeah, as you stated, it it wasn't done well, but yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't the worst thing. It's definitely better than what we got last week. So, yep, it, you know, it was okay. It was yeah, reasonable. Sort of reasonable. Like I wrote in my note, reasonable. Right. I agree. I agree. Um, so you know, there's that. So we didn't completely hate it. Um, like I said earlier, this is February 9th, 1986. 
So, let's see what was going on back then. Oh, I'd have been cruising Maine. Cruising Maine? Mm-hmm. See, by that year, I was too old to go to the skating rink because I was, you know, a freshman in high school, or senior, or no, junior in high school that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have been a junior in high school, so we didn't go to the skating rink anymore. We were too cool for that. And we had cars, so we would cruise all four blocks of downtown Main Street in Boise. <laughs> You'd go down four blocks, take a left, go up four blocks, take a right, <laughs> or remember. take a left. <laughs> see, I didn't start cruising. We, we didn't start, me and my friends didn't start cruising until, see, we were all driving, at least driving age, but not all of us had cars, but the few of us that did, we would do, it was, uh, back then it was, it's like 90, 89, 90, so it was, um, Highway nine, Highway ninety nine. Oh, mm-hmm. so we I had heard like about, about that. A yeah. Two mile, and uh, the guy who organized it. I mean, one guy organized it, but it spread through all the schools, and that just became Vancouver's so spot. So you were drive, So you would just drive up Highway ninety nine to what? Well, and turn around and well, come back. Highway ninety nine is a long stretch. I know. It, it was so. It's about. It's about. All the activity is, it was about a two, maybe a three mile stretch. So we go from like where the bowling alley is. This is so Vancouver. inside baseball, folks. <laughs> so bear with us. Uh, we go to like um, where the uh, bowling alley is. Crosley Lanes. Yeah, Crosley Lanes. We would start there and we would go all the way to just before you hit like Salmon Creek. Oh, wow. That yeah. was quite a bit. Yeah, I'm telling that you. That was good, like, four miles at minimum. Almost. We wouldn't go as far as Salmon Creek. We'd okay. stop short, probably probably around where Vancouver Lake is. Okay. And then we'd double back and go back. And, we, and we're talking hundreds of cars. And the police would try oh, yeah. and stop it, you know, but to no avail. How do you compete with, like, 2,000 kids? So... So they would pull you over for any infraction. Oh yeah, they, they infraction. did the same. One time, a guy got pulled over. A guy in front of us, the guy who organized it was his name was Steve Pierce. He's this funny thing is, he's the Channel Eight weatherman now. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> he was also the guy that brought a uh, when we have our underage parties, you know, in high school and keggers. He was the guy that came with the uh, police to. Um, the um, what do you call it? Scanner. Scanner. So he so he would know. He'd have a three minute head start to let us know if the cops hear were that, coming. Hear that, folks? The uh, <laughs> Coin TV channel. Channel yeah, eight is Channel coin. eight is uh, yeah. Is that Coin? No, Coin no. is six. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Coin the. weatherman for channel eight in high school in vancouver was the one with the police scanner organizing and making sure that everybody got out yeah he'd give <laughs> us like he'd give us like a warning like hey the cops will be here in three minutes oh, it's like everybody you gotta get that gotta get out of here <sighs> and it's where it worked it was pretty i mean a couple times we got popped but it wasn't because of you know yeah there were the times that he wasn't there to tell us See, we we had, like I said, the four four blocks of downtown um, Boise, mm-hmm. okay, and you went four blocks down, 
across one block and four blocks up and but everybody parked in parking lots and like on the corners and stuff yeah we and park. there would be thousands of people down there. yeah we would we everyone you you yeah you'd park you place you'd, where you park with your little click yeah you you click and you're trying to you know girls would do the same thing yeah. just try and try to be find. seen yeah and you get seen you hey pull over in such and such a the big places to pull over were crosley lanes yes um well it was a fun bowling alley you know yeah and it had a big uh well, it actually was Hazeldale Lanes, not Crosley, because Crosley's here. Oh, that's right. Okay. So Hazeldale Lanes. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, Roundtable Pizza was mm-hmm, another mm-hmm. big one. And the Fred Meyer parking lot, because Fred Meyer was closed. And it was a huge parking lot. A huge parking lot. Yeah. So uh, the cops, would, I remember there's a car in front of us that got pulled over because the guy was in a in a truck mm-hmm. and it was three inches too higher. Oh, yeah, yeah, up. we had... They, they, he was they'd pull over and bring your rulers. Yep, yep. yep, and sit there and, and they the whole gambit. They tried to shut it down, slow it down. Oh, yeah. They never stopped it. What they also did to us is um, the curfew was 11.30. Yeah. Okay, so they would put out, like, like they put out drunk um, stops they would put out curfew stops. Oh, and yeah. I know I never got nailed because I was left before 1130 and we went off four wheeling by that time. You know, we would go down main cruise up, meet up with our four wheel pals, go four wheeling. That's where we drank our beer. Well, for us, but, when that got busted up, everyone would head down to Glass Beach, which is now a bunch of condos on the waterfront. But before oh. that, it was just open beach area, mm-hmm. field and open beach. They call it glass, glass beach because there's so many broken bottles and glass down there. But you go down there to hook up with your girlfriend or just drink and yeah. start bonfires. So that's what, you know, it just, it didn't really kill it. It just moved it. But um, yeah, those were the days. Anyway, <laughs> February 8th, 1986, uh, some movies that came out that week big week for a couple of movies um nine and a half weeks was that oh, yeah was that week an overrated movie mickey roar kim basinger he was it, beautiful back then that was before he started cutting his face to bits but um and beating it to bits on people's fists it was in that um it was that movie that made me realize, I mean, I was young, but I remember thinking it was just so disgusting. I don't like it now. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. No. Incorporating food into it, sex. It, just fucking, I hate it. It's a sticky mess that's going to give you a yeast infection. Oh, it, it just, not just that. Or other things. Shit's warm and body, it just fucking grosses me out. It actually makes me angry. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, oh good lord! I just don't a, like it. I don't like there's it. There's a rant coming. If someone says, "Hey, let's put let's you know spice up with some cherries and let's get that shit out of here," yeah. fucking eating a eat and sex two different things. Don't mix them. Uh, another big movie, a movie I really like. I haven't seen in a long time. It's also the first movie for Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson, and um, uh, what's the other actor? And um, Oh, I can't remember. But anyway, uh, Wildcats with Goldie Hawn. Oh, yeah. Football coach. I love Goldie Hawn. She's pretty good. But uh, another one, Born to Defend, one of the first uh, big Hong Kong movie with Jet Li before he was known as the, Jet Li. That wouldn't have been playing in Boise. No, I doubt it. But uh, those were the big movies that came out that week. As far as music, uh, a lot of the same. Dion and Friends, that's what Friends are for. Mm-hmm. Survivor, Burning Heart. 
uh, Wham, I'm Your Man, mm -hmm. Billy Ocean, When the Going Gets Tough, tough. which was like on the soundtrack to uh, Romancing the Stone, I mm -hmm. believe. Oh, I love that movie too. Yeah, it was actually a decent movie for initially kind of being, it was, you know, kind of being hailed as like a romantic comedy, kind of a Indiana Jones knockoff, but it, had, it was its own thing. It was a Indiana Jones adjacent. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of a jet setting across it was, the globe. It was also and, like a Tomb Raider adjacent. Yeah, kind of just mm -hmm. like a fortune hunters, you know, yeah. type of a thing. And um, Whitney Houston, How Will I Know? How Will I Know? Yes, the tone deaf one. So oh, that no. that's why I was whispering it. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was what's going on in uh, that week of. But um, I think we've drawn on long enough about. Uh, yeah, this is getting to be a longer episode than normal. Sorry, well, guys. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. All right, folks. We'll see you next week. Um, see ya. Shoots. Mm -hmm.